And that's why I say like sync, I feel like sync is probably the one of the last few like vehicles that an independent artist has to really make like a big impact, like with their music and, you know, sustain themselves financially off of it and, and build some kind of career. Um, I don't know any other part of the industry that's doing it. Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern time, and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. Yo, 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 what's good, people? Welcome to the channel where we talk about music licensing, music production, and music business. If you love any of the previously mentioned, be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on all my latest content, man. So shout out to everybody in the stream so far. Let me know where you guys are from. Let me know what you do. And um, I can't find my glasses, so I'm gonna be partially blind today. I don't know where they went, man. Like I had them this morning, and then I made some runs, and then- How many fingers I got up? How many, how many fingers I got up? I see seven. Uh, nah, nah. <laughs> so I can, like I'm not 100% blind, like I can see um i'm just i'm nearsighted so if it's anything far um then it gets real blurry and um yeah man so yo for the people joining man i got my guy Daraj on here with me today he's a hip-hop artist super dope one at that who has found you know a lot of dope success in the, the tv and film space so i had him on here man so he can kind of bring that perspective and help you know other artists who are trying to break into the tv film sync space um you know help with that information as well so Daraj, what's good bro man i feel like i don't made it I don't, we're, <laughs> we're, we on the clint music podcast what's up man we, you know what time it is you know the vibes we up <laughs> indeed man indeed hey man nah, i appreciate man. you coming through no nah, bro it's always an honor man you know we've you know got to know each other i think i feel like it's i feel like it's probably only been like a year and some change or something like that maybe yeah that we've kind of got to know each other but i feel like in a short amount of time we've been able to um i don't know just you know connect in a meaningful way and i've you know been a fan of what you do and you know you've supported what we've had going on over at clubhouse and um you know appreciate your journey and what you're doing for the producer community and all that so yeah let me get myself straight sorry there we go light switching (laughs) yeah dude clubhouse man that's that's where that's where we kind of linked up and man the control camp clubhouse was has been like one of the best um rooms that i've i've been in in clubhouse especially in regards to music licensing just the way you guys organize things, the people you bring in, the the insight that everybody on the on the panel brings, man, it's just been a really dope community that you guys built over there. So, um, super dope. Thanks, stuff. indeed. Thanks, man. Yeah. What I was gonna say is, I think it's literally been like one year since Control Camp started. So I think okay. like almost to the day. Like I just got a text from uh, Eric like not too long ago. It's like yo, it's been a year. <laughs> like man. to the day crazy yeah i'm a uh i have eric coming on too next month i think uh so oh, that's, that's gonna be dope too so shout out to uncle spider in the building we see you ad polo what's good man good to see you so yeah man as always if you guys have questions you know while we're chopping it up drop them in the chat i'll pull them up man and we'll answer them um so Daraj, man like tell me i guess 
how you got started, man, just in, in the music business and industry and things like that? Like, what was kind of your introduction, um, you know, to to becoming or wanting to become a, a, an artist? Yeah. So I guess it's kind of two parts of the story. As far as my professional career, um, that kind of happened by accident. Uh, but I've always been, you know, in the creative arts in one way or the other, like beyond just the music side, you know, I have a, uh, design and visual arts kind of background, you know, to my story, but specifically just with music. I mean, like, you know, I wrote my first rap when I was like nine or something like that. So it's always kind of been, you know, in me and it was really kind of my oldest brother, uh, during that time he was in a, you know, a big rap group. Um, back this is back when I lived in PG County, Maryland. Um, they had a group. It was just like a little brother one to be like big brother kind of thing. And after a while, it just became more of a, a hobby and a fun thing to do with friends. But you know, fast forward in a couple of years, um, you know, when I transitioned from uh, PG County, Maryland, I moved down to Richmond, Virginia. Um, during that time is when. I started to get a little bit more active. You know, this is around a time too, like, you know, my faith changed, you know, I became a Christian and, you know, my newfound faith became another outlet for me to share like my, um, you know, my beliefs and administer to people, but also it was a community thing because we was in a youth group, you know what I mean? Like they had open mic, so we thought we was doing something, you know, like performing for the youth group. But it was dope. I mean, we got a chance to, you know, travel out to different show, or show me different um, churches and, you know, went out of state a couple of times during my time in, in Virginia. Um, so it was real dope. And so that's when I, I feel like it started to develop a little bit more. Like I got into production a little bit. I don't do much production these days. Um, but I did learn I have that background and then transition to, um, down here where I'm, I'm, uh, I live now in Orlando, Florida, specifically, I came for school. I went to full cell university and got my bachelor's in digital arts and design. So back to the, you know, visual arts side, but I kept doing it. You know, it was, it was, you know, a little scene out here in the Orlando area, um, especially kind of in the Christian hip hop market, but, you know, I was just trying to connect, you know, wherever I could, you know, going to different churches, different open mics, different bars, clubs, wherever, just, you know, pulling up. And in that process, I started to get a little bit more traction, a little bit more buzz, a little bit more interest around the city. Um, and then, oddly enough, I got on the radar of a record label uh, who's based out of um, Nashville called Reflection Music Group. Okay. And... What's funny, though, um, is they weren't even like they didn't come on my radar because of music. Specifically, they were looking for a designer, like for some of their artists that they were working on um, or working with. So they needed like T-shirt designs and merch and all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, I just graduated from uh, college, you know, for this. So I started doing some design work for them. And then they later found out that I did music. And then it just kind of you know, alley-ooped into a conversation about, yo, this kid's dope. I think we should, you know, talk this direction, you know, doing music. Cause I wasn't like, I never had any ambitions to like be signed to a label or anything. Um, it just kind of slowly morphed into that. Um, and I have like a red joke. I always tell people, I think I'm the only artist that got signed um, off of artwork. Like I got a record <laughs> off of doing design work. Yeah, man. So very unconventional, 
Um, so that was around like 2014 when I signed with the label and then um, went, decided to go fully independent um, again, I guess, in middle of 2019. And then that's when I kind of hit the ground running with Sync. And that's kind of how you and I connected. And that's all I do now. So full-time musician, like artist, do music for Sync, license my music, all that kind of fun stuff. So that's the, that's the, that's the short version. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's dope, man. And I think, I think there's a lesson in that, man. Just, I guess every time, like getting into the the situation you want to get into doesn't, it it may not always start with music, right? So for you, it was was design and things like that. And that kind of, um, you know, that created common ground. You were able to serve in that area. And then that ended up, you know, getting you hooked up on the on the music side. Um, I heard someone else say that, especially like in the video game industry, they was just like, "Yo, like, see what other and what other ways you can be of service." Um, it could right, be just right. from a you know a sound mixing standpoint, and then the question of, "Well, what are we gonna do as far as music and sound effects?" And then you can be like, "Oh, well, I happen to do this," and then you know you're in a yeah, you gotta find that third door, man. Yep. <laughs> That's it, man. That's dope, man. Shout out to uh the C Vine. What's good, man? Uh Deuce TV from Grovetown, Georgia. What's up? Uh Joshua Bon Bonnet. Is it Bonnet? Bon somebody somebody's last name was like was spelt like this, and then I, I was saying bonnet, but <laughs> so I want to make sure like that's not that person. Yeah. <laughs> but, Tell him uh, I say what's up, man. What's up? It's Joshua, right? Yeah, yeah, Joshua. Um, yeah, Gregory, definitely ask your questions, man. It's a live Q and A. We're talking, but anytime you have a question, man, drop it in here, and uh, we're more than happy to answer. So dope, man. So you found your way into, you know, recording music and things like that through arts and design. You know, now you're kind of doing, you know, music, TV, film, all that stuff, um, full time. Like, how did you even learn about the whole TV film space? Because I know it's like one of those things where you know, yeah, it's kind of one of those those secret gems in the industry, I guess. Right. Yeah. Not a lot of people know about it. I didn't know about it until I, again, kind of accidentally got a placement um, like during my time at the label. Um, I was I probably hadn't even been there a year yet, like officially. And I got a email or text message, whatever, from my manager. And he was just like, yo. Um, they want to use one of your your songs in this ESPN spot. It was a uh, or the show first take, okay. and I'm I play sports coming up. Um, you know, I could I, I can get down on the court and all that kind of stuff. Like I was active, but I don't follow like sports like probably you would expect. Yeah. Um. So I had no clue. Like I knew ESPN, but I never heard of the show first take at the time. But you know figuring out what it was and and realizing like it was somebody behind the scenes that knew you know the christian hip-hop kind of niche and then knew my music and kind of just made the connection and found a way to kind of get us in there and that was the first time it clicked for me it's just like yo like duh you know what i mean like music is used in you know tv and film all the time you know what i mean but that was the first time it, it became real, like, yo, my music can be in TV and film. And that just opened up a whole nother, like, world in my mind where it's just like, yo, I need to figure out how to do more of this. And during my time at the label, I was always trying to, you know, 
figure that out. And, and it was a, you know, something I'd express with them. Like I'm interested in doing this more and in different seasons, different times. And, um, and they were even working towards like now the label, they, they have a lot of just different deals that they brokered uh, specifically for sync, but yeah, man, that was my first introduction to it. And, um, it didn't, it didn't become like a thing thing until after like, I got transitioned out of the label, um, like more, more intentionally and more like deliberately, I guess. Yeah. That's cool, man. That my situation was kind of similar because I was, I was in a, I was in a publishing deal and it was, um, you know, it was one of those exclusive types, like everything I created, you know, it had to go through them. If I wanted to pitch to an artist, it had to kind of go through them. And, um, right. I was, I started, I got my first TV placement through them, but that was like it. And, you know, that was like a three year deal, but I was seeing all these other opportunities that I couldn't take advantage of because I was locked in. Um, so once I got out, I was like really, really focused and intentional and just like, okay, like I'm gonna just focus on TV and film, get these licensing deals and just try and get, you know, I guess as direct as I could without, yeah. relying on like one publisher to do everything for me well let me ask you like what's what's the balance look like for you at this juncture because i feel like you've had a really like robust music and production career like what's the ratio of sync versus like maybe traditional artists you know kind of produce or production or placement you know what i mean like what does that look like for you in your world now it's like it's like ninety five percent to five percent. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> and this and this is why, man. Like the only time, the only time I'll lift a finger to do like some like on some major artist stuff is if if the if I know somebody who's working personally on the project, whether that's a writer, or right. producer, or you know the the A and R manager. That's the only time that I feel like is it'll be worth my time. Um, because you know, over the years, man, like I, I've just I wasted so much time, you know, you know, playing that whole the whole placement game and sending this. So this is what they want. This is, and then they change it, and then you know, yeah, and then the getting caught up in in the battles between the labels and the artists and things like that, and them wanting two different things, and then losing the placement because of those. Right. You know what I mean? So I was just like, man, every time. Every time I sit down to create something for TV and film, I feel like the chances of it getting used are way higher than me sitting down knocking out a bunch of records for artists and then, you know, hoping they pick them up after narrowing down all the records they do. You know? I hear that. I hear that. Well, first of all, I just realized I could see the chat here. Like, oh. I didn't realize I could. See. I was just like, "What's this little button?" It flew out, and I see all these like comments and questions. What's up, yeah? I see Isaiah Hill in there. What's up, Isaiah? Um, no, but I think that's crazy, bro. Like, I hear that story a lot because I had another producer who I know. And he had worked for like, you know, done stuff for like Ariana Grande, you know what I mean? Like just big name artists. Um, and it is one of those things where I feel like if you in the right circles and you got the goods and it just happens to hit and, yeah. you know, you're in that network, then it's like really re rewarding. But it seems like it's tough to kind of like run the network of doing it. See, I, I, I've never, and, I, and this is kind of me speaking from just the experiences of just talking with other people because I've never actually gone the side of, you know, songwriting behind the scenes for bigger artists or trying to, you know, do placements, but I've kind of heard the stories and know a little bit about how it works. And it just seems like it's, 
it's it seems like it's even more of a lottery than what sync can be at times because sync is a lottery uh depending on how you you know work it but at the same time there's just like that um that possibility of like all right you know it may or may not work for the spot i may or may not get it but the odds seem to be stronger with sync than it does with you know more traditional you know major label artist placements yeah man absolutely and it's you know and then sometimes depending on how far that record went you know if it if it goes as far as being in the hands of the label then the label's just sitting on the record and you can't really do anything with it right whereas if you're if you're just doing your thing independent you know you have a say and like you know well if this indie artist didn't use it, well, we can take it. We can pitch it to TV and film, and then we all kind of grow our brands from that, you know. So um, yeah. it's just been—I don't know, man. It's just been a—it's been a—it's been a better experience, in my opinion. You know, just kind of staying on the side. I would, yeah, I would have to agree. Like, I feel like it's a—it's like a cheat code in a sense. It's, like, it's just well, I, I say it's a cheat code, yes, but also too, I just think it just provides so much more for an independent artist because you can more exponentially I feel like control like or just have a say so in your success and maneuver how you need to be and have that autonomy to kind of say like you know what like I'm going to choose where my music goes but also I still have the opportunity to make a big impact with my music you know what I mean like it, it seems like either it's the like the the only perception of making it seems to be like the Cardi B's or the Kanye's or whatever, like going like aiming like super high like that. But on the other side with sync, there's these big brands that you can work with, you know, who will pay you, you know what I mean, to use your music in their, you know, in their campaigns. And you have the permission to kind of yes or no and maneuver how you need to um and you you know without even you know your music being locked up you know what i mean yeah. like so it's i don't know it's it's, it's a beautiful dynamic I, I i'm a big advocate just for like every like every independent artist needs to know about this side of the industry and work it into their like business plan because like it, it doesn't take much to to weave it in you know what i mean like it can be very supplemental to what you already have going on um and it's just you know it's just extra like everything, like extra money, it's extra exposure, like it's extra fans, it's extra like yeah. streams, you know what I mean? Like all of the above. So Yeah, that's fire, man. Isaiah Hill said, um, how long did it take you to make a full time income making T V film music? Ooh, that's a good question. I know, man. <laughs> it's, it's different for everybody, man. Like and it's I always I like I always tell people um, I don't know, man. Results, of, results may vary. <laughs> yeah, because you can't. Like I can't say it's gonna take you seven years and then and then you're good. And and then honestly, man, like if I started counting from when I maybe started my production business in 2009, it's 2021, mm-hmm. almost 2022. But I'm not even counting the years that I've been working on being a better producer. Like I started producing when right. I was like 15 and I'm like 34 now, 33, 33 yeah. one of those, but you know, it just take it just takes time, man. And if you, I feel like if you limit yourself and be like, okay, I'm gonna give myself five years to be making full time money with my business. Um, you know, you can limit yourself because 
if you stop after those five years, it, it may it may have been the sixth year that things pop off and then you're like, boom, I'm able to walk off my job and, and keep things, you know, make things full time with music. But um, yeah, 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 man, it just it depends for me personally. Um, one of the biggest problems I see producers have when trying to get in the sync licensing is not knowing the steps to take in order to get that set up and started. So I created a super simple, easy, free six step guide to help you get started. So you know the exact steps you need to take so you can start getting your music placed in TV and film. Go ahead, go to clintproductions.com slash six steps to download that free guide. Again, it's clintproductions.com slash the number six steps, clintproductions.com slash six steps. Steps, download your free six-step guide and get started today like right now like let's go like what, what are we waiting for like i said i started producing at 15 i started my music production business in 2009 um i did the full-time gigging musician thing for a couple years got back into the corporate world and then it it took me maybe another seven another seven years before i was full-time again so that's just, I guess, to give you a, an idea of, of me personally. Uh, what about you, man? Yeah, for me, it's like, it makes a good perspective because I feel like it does take, it's like the, the summation of my life got me to, you know, as far as like to, got, to get me to get good. Um, but just to be a little bit more like less ambiguous, like when I left the label in 2014, or excuse me, 2019, like, it probably took me like a year to like go full time, but that was just like deliberate focus. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a big advocate for like, what is it like? What it like? What are your goals specifically? Like writing down your goals and figuring out, and like putting a number to it, putting a name to it, putting a time to it. Um, I do think there's like for me, I found that that was super helpful because like if not it makes it less real you know what i mean like it just makes it too too wide too open if i'm just like oh i want to go full-time they're like all right well when are you going for like how much do you need to go full-time you know it's like what is all that because then your mind starts like making the connections it needs to make to say like oh all right you know if i break it up quarterly this is how much anymore if i break it up monthly this is what it looks like then it says like then it goes to like all right so what are the things that will get me that level of income on that recurring basis when I'm looking at? And even if I don't get it, I think just putting a name to it and having some kind of plan gets you a lot closer than not. And so for me, and also too, like, like being really intentional to say like, if this is what I'm after, what do I need to give my yeses to? And what do I need to give my nose to? And I feel like having that, um, like that ability to, to to map it out to to get clear of what you want gives you the permission to say yes and say no. Like when I went, you know, this direction with sync, and I was just like, yo, I'm not like I'm only doing sync. You know what I mean? It's like I'm only figuring out what it takes to get my music licensed. Um, I'm not doing tours. I'm not you know doing shows. I'm not selling merch. I'm not doing features i'm not doing like you know all this even some of the design stuff i was like i'm not doing design you know what i mean like because at the time i was still working full time so i wasn't taking on like side stuff whatever but i just got real clear because i'm the type where creatively i like to get into a lot of things like i'm just you know it's hard for me to sit still creatively but i had to rein it in and say like look all the ideas I have, I 
need to table them and just say like, what is going to be that thing that really moves the needle for me and get really like bulldog with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and everything has to revolve around that. And that's where I saw like the, the, that type of like exponential success I was looking for. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's fire, bro. And that's what it takes, man. Like taking that big goal and breaking it down in, into micro goals and, and measurable goals. Um, that's super yeah. dope. So I want to ask it. I don't know who's listening. Like, I'm just curious in the comments, like how many of y'all like actually have your goals written down for your music career? I just, I want to poll the audience and yeah, see what we good. get. But anyway, go ahead. Um, oh, Kevin, Kevin Guitar says what would be the best way to get in the sync so i guess for artists um i guess what have you found the rise personally like the best way to kind of get started best way to get started is um subscribing to clint music and just consuming all of his content um for what no but uh i do think like and this is like the, the route that i took like once i i've you know, understood what it was or just got a taste of what it was. I just did a deep dive to understand what the industry was and how it worked. Um, you know, who were the key players, like what type of music was being used. Um, and then also, you know, I got training on how to like do this as well. Like I, I just invested in teaching and mentors and all this other kind of stuff to help teach me the ropes. Um, you know what I mean? And then I, I think it's just kind of following the bread. I'm always telling people, like, follow the breadcrumbs and ask the next best question. Like, if you just still feel like you have questions and you're just not satisfied and you don't have a, you, like, you can't explain it back to somebody, whatever it is you're, you know, you're trying to go after, then just ask more questions and figure out who is that person that may have the, you know, the answer to the question and it gets you closer, just in a very simple way. Yeah. Um, but so I would say that and then also collaborating with other people who are in, you know, in the space. You know, what I mean, like if somebody is, you know, you see them getting placements and there might be some mutual or some overlap as far as stylistically what you all do or whatever. There might be an opportunity for you to, you know, work with them for and with, you know, um, uh, for and to sync licensing, or whatever. So, yeah, um, that's what I would say. Though. Yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope. So once you once you finished up, you know, the the run with the the record label, like what was what was like your first step being focused in sync? Like was it through the the collaborations or did you go the library route or where you know, were there just strategic partnerships you kind of made to kind of get back into it? It was kind of all of the above like cuz I'm I'm very um I like options and I like to diversify. And so I wanted to know how to go direct. You know what I mean? I wanted to know what type of partnerships I could do with people who already had the partnerships that I was looking for or, or the relationships right. uh, with the people who needed the music. Um, and also, you know, navigating the different deal types. Like, you know, I have some with, you know, exclusive situations, some non-exclusive stuff. Um, some micro sync stuff, some library stuff, some agency stuff. Um, you know, so I, I kind of did it all, um, early on and then found out what was, found out who I felt like were the biggest advocates and, or just, you know, where I found the, you know, the best working relationship with whoever I was partnering with and found my own groove even going direct. 
Um, but that's how I started out. And then I just kind of refined it. And I'm still like, I feel like it's an ongoing refinement, like just to get good in this space and figure out like, how do I want to position a business now? Yeah, dude, that's good. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of the same for me. I feel like a lot of people, they want to, they want to like figure it all out and like have this straight path to sync success. And it, it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like you have <laughs> yeah. to try different things because it like different things work for different people at different times. So if you, yeah, you try through different lanes and then you see which ones are working, then you do more of the ones that are working and just kind of build off of that. I, I definitely agree. And you, I feel like you never know. I, I think it's great just to be open when you're first going into it because you just like learn as much as you can be a sponge, like work with a lot of people. Um, and, and you'll start to kind of see like what you're most resonating with. Cause I, I, I agree. I feel like you just never know where you end up landing and what it can, like what it can end up producing for you, like based on how you're built and just what interests you the most. I got a buddy who, um, he started out and he was one of the cats that like, I was just always picking his brain. Like, yo, how do I, you know, get more into the space? Yada, yada. And he ended up, you know, licensing music as an indie, um, licensing his production because he was an artist and producer. But then also he started his own indie, um, you know, independent publishing company where he's now co, you know, he does co-publishing through a major, but he needed to kind of like go through that process and know that, Oh, I like the space of sync, but within sync, I need to have, you know, I need to do production library music. You know what I mean? Like that's the route that he built a company around. Now he's also kind of doing some other stuff within it. So you, you just never know, like, you know, somebody like, um, you know, like a uh, Tamara bubble, you know what I mean? On the other side where, you know, she does a lot of, um, you know, sync, uh, you know, hip hop, you know, and like female primary type stuff, whatever. But also she started her own, you know, licensing agency, you know, after licensing her, her own music because she was, you know, she just had to hustle in it. Um, and also she's like a front end, you know, artist and, you know, she'll perform every now and then and stuff like that. So you, you can kind of find your lane within this space, which I think is really dope. Yeah. That's fire, man. Um, Mikey, Mikey says, definitely learn that it's important to write down your goals and move with the purpose. Indeed. Yeah. We got a few people writing down the goals. Um, yeah. I see, I see five or six, five or six people. It's like 20 people in here though. We need to see more people writing down those goals. <laughs> it makes, it makes a difference, man. Like I'm telling you, like if you keep track of stuff, like keep track of what you're making income wise with your music business. Yeah. Um, come up with your, you know, your end, your end number and then break it down, divided by 12 months, divided by four weeks, divided by seven days. So, you you know what I'm saying? Like whatever you got to do so you'll know if you're on track, because if you don't have anything, like you don't know what you're working toward, you don't know where you're going. So that's right. That's good. Uh, good stuff. Tracy Brown was good. I have my music goals on my vision board, pics of Grammys, memes, motivational quotes, pics of million that. dollar checks. Heck yeah. We on that. Yes, we on that time. Let's get it. (laughs) Creative was good. Um, So, man, so tell the people about how how Sync has benefited you as an artist from streams to followers Mm. to like, how did you take, you know, those those early placements and like really use them to, to your advantage or how, how have they helped your, your career as an artist? 
Yeah, man. Um, they've done a lot. I mean, I can say confidently, like this is probably the best place that I've ever been like in my life and even in my music career. And like what sync has kind of allowed me to do, like, it's just, again, you know, able to, you know, leave my job and, you know, make it way more than what I was um, there and giving me the, the freedom to be able to kind of create the business that I want and even the music that I want, bring in the team, you know, kind of dynamic as well. So it's, it's been dope just on a, on a personal level, you know, for me and my family, but then on the other side, just as an artist, I mean, it's, it's helped raise, I think the, the value of, you know, my artist brand, Derage, and even some of the other brands that I have, you know, when you're tied to, you know, a Call of Duty placement or T-Mobile placement or Disney Plus placement or whatever, like, you know, it, it puts you in a different conversation because it's just like, wow, his music is being represented or like these brands, like it's almost that brand trust. Like if these brands are willing to use and pay this artist, you know, for his music, you know, and whatever promo that they're running, um, then it just creates a whole nother level of, of value that you bring to the market. Um, and so it's, I mean, it's done that. It's helped me broker just different deal types, um, you know, different agents or different companies or brands or whatever. Like, you know, I can negotiate different. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't have to do any deals. I don't want to. <laughs> like, I get the power of a no, like, if yeah. I really want, uh, which is, which I think people take. It's, it's different, man, when like, you know, you paycheck to paycheck and you just like, man, I got to say yes to everything. You know what I mean? So when, you know, so when it's like, you know, you're living comfortable now, it's just like, you know what, Amari, I don't have to, you know, give up my music in this capacity or do this show that I'm really not excited to do or try to now figure out how to build a merch line that generates a passive, you know, it's like, I don't have to do any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but but at the same time, it gives me the power to do all that stuff when I'm ready. You know what I mean? Like if I want to um, go out and do shows and tour and all that kind of stuff, if I want to go do merch or, um, you know, like shoot music or whatever, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is, it makes it a lot easier to do now because um, I, I've become my own bank in a sense. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, Sync has, has provided more income to be able to, do things as an artist that might have been harder to do early on without sync as a as a you know part of the strategy um you know because it's, it's just tough nowadays for musicians to monetize you know unless you're you know selling merch doing shows or you know getting a little bit that you can get off of like spotify for your streams and stuff right. you know maybe some brand partnerships but you even have to have a certain level of like you know brand equity to broker deals that feel competitive or worth it um so it, it's it's just tough. Uh, it's tougher. It's not impossible because obviously there's artists out here doing it full time. Right. Um, you know, I got a homie, you know, who's killing it. He's you know started his own label, and you know, sync isn't like a a big part of what he does, or even I think a part of what he does. But he's you know he, he's doing it. So I don't I don't want to discourage the traditional artist route. Yeah. Um, there's value in it, but but also no, it's just like it's it's tough. It's getting tougher. And that's why I say like sync. I feel like sync is probably the one of the last few like vehicles that an independent artist has to really make like a big impact like with their music and you know sustain themselves financially off of it and, and build some kind of career. Um, I don't know any other part of the industry that's doing it 
unless you just strike gold with like, you know, like a, uh, you know, a big artist that's just like, you know, like, I don't know, like you kind of got them in your back pocket kind of thing, but it still seems like there's a, um, you know, it's a, it's an uphill battle. Yeah. Nah, I agree. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely a, a great opportunity. Um, Joshua asked, he said, forgive me if you answered this already, but what was your very first placement? Oh yeah. You never forget your first placement. It was with ESPN first take. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Yeah. I think there's still actually if you go search on Google Derage ESPN first take, there's like a Rapzilla article or something like that. You can yep. see it or whatever on there. Nice, nice. Shout out to sports, man. That was my first placement. It was um mm-hmm. it was Fox Sports Thursday night football, um, doing some highlights and stuff. So hey. um Oh, hold on. I got a question for you, Clint. What was your favorite placement? Favorite? Yeah, I know it's probably a hard one, but like, what's the gut? Like, what's the first? There was one that came to mind. What was the first one that came to mind? (laughs) Man, I I think my favorite was probably... I think... um, I think Born This Way, man. It was a series of placements. I worked on like three seasons of the show. So they'll, mm-hmm. I, I guess, and it's not like one. I, I, I'll say that was like my favorite opportunity. Um, I got you. Th- because the show was amazing, super inspirational. Um, it was pretty much a group of um, of, of people. They, they had Down syndrome. And they didn't let that stop them, bro. Like, it was no excuses, bro. Like, they were going after their dreams. They were living their lives. They were experiencing love, like. It was just, it was no stopping them. And it was a super inspirational show. And I was able to to, to make some really dope music for it. Um, mm. You know, capture some dope vibes and, and work closely with, you know, the main composer of that show. So that was a really, really dope and eye-opening experience for me. Um, so that, that would probably dope. be my, yeah, that'd probably be my favorite, man. I love it, man. Yeah. I think, I think mine is probably, so I got a, um, a placement on the Cruella uh, trailer, one of the Cruella trailers that they did. Oh, that man. one was special. That one was special for me because um, I, again, going back to goal writing, like I just had a bucket list to kind of get, which I kind of hit, but not in the way I still really want to, but I still kind of give it a little bit of like, I kind of hit my goal, but like getting a major like motion picture, like trailer, I want to get an official trailer, like, you know, like, you know, they, I think they just dropped the Spider-Man joint or whatever. Yeah. Like, one of the official, official, official joints is is kind of what I'm I'm still aiming for. But yeah. that one was really special because it's, you know, it's freaking cool. It's Disney, you know what I mean? Like, it was a big, you know, big one. That's huge, man. Congrats on that, too. Uh, uh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, nah, dude, so I've been hanging out with, with my kid past couple of days, and... Uh, he been watching the Chipmunks, and I was like, you know what, man? I'm adding that to my bucket list. Like, I need to do a record for the Chipmunks. I'm good. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I think so, Steph might have did one for the Chipmunks. Really? Uh, uh, was it Steph or was it? Um, I can't remember. It might have been Steph. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry, digressing. <laughs> nah, nah, it's all good, man. Now I was going to ask you because because we were talking about sync and you know how it's a dope stream of, of income for artists and it, it reminded me of 2020 right so i have like a lot of friends who are artists musicians a lot of their income was based off live shows and in 2020 yeah. COVID hit that joint stopped so like 
how did that affect you as an artist or did it affect you at all since you were kind of working in sync or did you see like a slowdown in work on the sync side versus the live side like how did that affect you as an artist Producers, learning how to properly mix your beats can be frustrating and seem overly complicated. On top of that, you're missing out on an additional stream of income by not knowing how to mix for other artists and producers. Luckily for you, I created my Urban Mix in May simple video course where I show you how to balance 808s and kicks, how to create balance and spaces in your mix, how to properly balance volume, how to create clarity using EQ and panning techniques, and how to create drum mixes that punch through your mix. Plus, Plus, I'm going to give you a free frequency range guide, a look into my simple and effective mastering chain, as well as the downloadable stems to mix on your own as you go through the course. I'm also going to throw in an exclusive discount code for Waves plugins and bundles. So go ahead, go to clintproductions.com shop. That's clintproductions.com shop. So you can grab that Urban Mix and Made Simple course. Be sure to use the discount code podcast20 to take 20% off today. Again, Again, go to clintproductions.com slash shop and grab that Urban Mix and May simple course today. What's funny is I kind of started in 2020, like <laughs> oddly enough. Uh, so I, 2020 was kind of my baseline, if you will. Okay. Um, so that became my, you know, my uh, point of reference in a sense, because I, I, I made the lead like late or like middle of 2019 and I was just learning, you know what I mean? All up until you know the end of 2019 and going into 2020 and um and this, the thing about it though me transitioning for it was it was very timely because i had you know i had no idea a pandemic was coming you know I mean, before i left my job i mean not before i left the label yeah. but even still like it got to a place with when i was at the label a lot like for one my income wasn't dependent on you know my um on my music, you know what I mean? Like during my time with the label, like it was always just like an addition because I was still working full time. You know, I still had a full time job. I just had the, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a job that allowed me to go tour and do all this other kind of stuff. Um, you know, when I needed, yeah, it was like, if you got a job like that, like, you know, keep it as long as you can until you figure out a way to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, but yeah, so it was, it was, you know, it was never a thing. And also my shows were kind of declining as well. Um, you know, I was noticing. So it was it wasn't a big deal, you know, what I mean, for me when 2020 hit and, you know, everything closed up because, you know, I already had figured out how to do studio sessions and all this other kind of stuff before, um, the, you know, the pandemic happened because I was getting ready for sync. I was just like, I need to figure out how to make high quality tracks quickly from a distance, you know what I mean? Um, with producers from wherever, um, which served me really well because I work with producers from like the Netherlands, like whole other countries like Ohio, LA, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. I, we could still kick out high quality stuff because technology. Yeah. And so that was the thing for me. Like it didn't, it didn't affect me in, in that way um, because I, you know, wasn't, my goal, like I mentioned earlier, like my goals weren't touring. My goals weren't the traditional artist track. Um, yeah, so it's just good timing, I guess. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man, because, you know, it affects a lot of people. But it's dope, too, that, that you went and, and dove in into engineering and recording and, and mixing your own stuff, too, because I feel like that's something that 
artists slept on for years because it was always, you know, just relying on the engineer or a studio to get those high quality vocals and productions out. But man, like when you're able to do that stuff yourself and you can turn around stuff faster. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and I feel like, I feel like to really succeed, I think in the music space, but especially like with Saint, you need to have at least the ability as a, as an artist, you know, like to record and cut your own vocals, um, at least get a clean, you know, cut to be able to send to an engineer or something like that to be able to, to mix record. I've, you know, I've had the, the benefit of, you know, doing production and, you know, kind of learning how to record myself. And so I get a pretty decent, like mix, um, even though I still send my stuff out to get mixed and mastered, but I've been getting more and more compliments. Just again, just like I'm all by ear, bro. Like I don't, you know, I didn't go to school for any of this stuff, which I don't think most rappers or producers do. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we all just kind of learn as we go. But, you know, just over time, just refining, you know, playing with stuff, uh, you know, plugins and all this other asking questions. Like I've, you know, got a decent mix. So, so much so now when people are mixing, like sometimes they'll just ask for me to print, you know, my mix on the stems, you know what I mean? And they'll tweak it a little bit, but they, they like where it sits. But yeah. I highly encourage you to like, ha at least have your own setup to record your own vocals, um, to be able to send out, you know, stems to, to somebody who can mix them well. Cause if you just, if you're relying on studio time and all this other kind of stuff, like it's going to be really tough to like, you know, succeed in sync in a, in a, um, you know, in a sustainable way, in a predictable way, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, we we actually had collabed on something through um through Steph that opportunity. Yeah, and your your stamp, dude, the mix. I didn't do anything. Like I drove <laughs> in the session. Bombs All right, the boy. That's yeah, what's up. Yeah, man. Like, they they sounded great. Like I I love what you added to them. They set well nice. in the mix, and I was just like, yeah, like this this that right there man i'm telling you it makes the process so much smoother and easier um on like with with all parties that's a that's a good point too like figuring out how to make it like i think anybody and just in business but especially in sync like what can i do to make everybody's job easier like all the people that are involved from like you know, if I'm sending stems to a producer, like, what can I do to make this really helpful for the producer? Like, if I'm sending music over to an agent or a supervisor uh, or whatever, what can I do to make this as easy of a process for them? Um, you know, when I'm working with my team, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm always thinking, it's like, how can I serve, like, my team and make it easier for everybody? <laughs> and I feel like that's another thing that, like, one of those intangibles that, it's, it's very, very important that I don't think is really highlighted when it comes to like growing in the music space or whatever. It's just like how you treat people, how you do your business, like how you show up, like all that is like even be like certain people like their music may not be as good as yours. You know what I mean? But they just know how to show up and be ready and make it easy and accessible and stuff like that. And they'll probably win over you. You know what I mean? Just because of that dynamic of like, like the music, you know, works. It is probably something better, but I like this person and 
you know, I'm going to use this spot because I've seen it. Like, and that was one of those things. Like I was, when I saw certain spots and things that were getting placed, I was like, yo, I can make stuff better than this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but it, but it was showing me though, that like, it's not always like the best music that wins, which sometimes it's sad to say. Yeah. Um, but the goal is always to make your best music. Um, but to know that there's some stuff where you're like, yo, I might be able to, you know, edge this, you know, but, but I'm also saying that, sometimes people who just like there, there's some other thing that's working um you know for somebody and it's not always the highest quality music it ones out i mean i think you just see that in the music industry period i mean there's artists out here we just like you know i don't really like this artist but they got you know millions of fans and millions of streams and tour all the time all that kind of stuff and they they figure out how to do it you know what i mean so yep. yeah that's a fact man. and i all of that stuff you mentioned, man, that that's a part of your brand too. Like, believe it or not, like it's not it's not always Absolutely. like the, the marketing and merch and your logo. It's just like, how do you carry yourself as a person? How do you do business? Like, what do people know you for when it comes to working with you? Like, are you the type right. that flakes out every time there's an opportunity, or do you Big like say, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, this is the deadline. I'm gonna meet it. It meets the deadline every time. That's a part of your brand, um, right? So that's good stuff, man. Um, <clears throat> there was some. It was something else. Uh, I was. I was gonna add. They completely, completely skipped my mind. Yeah. Well, one thing I'll, I'll piggyback off of what you were saying. Like because I see branding on both sides, as far as like as a business, and also like on the visual side. Because uh, that's one thing I do is like I do brand identity um, and design for clients, but also, but brand is is so much wider than just like you know, what you were saying, like your logo or, you know, your artwork or any of that kind of stuff. Like yeah. in, in, a, in simplest terms, uh, your brand is like the gut feeling that somebody gets whenever like they interface with your business or interface with you. And so if I were to name a company like Apple or brand like Kanye or Donald Trump or, um, you know, Kim Kardashian, whatever, like there's something like that comes to mind and that initial impression it's kind of the summation of whatever you're communicating, like whatever they're communicating with their, like their, their company and, and their brand, like that, that gut feeling, whatever it comes top of mind is a reflection of what your brand, you know, truly is. If you're, you know, kind of doing a focus group or, you know, studying some people. So that's why it's just like, man, it's so much more as like, it goes into how you write an email. It goes into your tone of voice. You know what I mean? Like it goes into, um, you know, your, your systems and processes, you know what I mean? Like it, your brand just has a, a like it seeps through all parts of your business. So that's why it's like, you know, it, it's segmented and, and your brand influences how you show up, you know, on social media or how your visual brand is presented, uh, you know, but it also goes into how you hire somebody, you know what I mean? Like, all, yeah. like it, it, it goes really far and wide if you want to. So. Wow. That's man. That's good, dude. And man, I'm sure you've used that to help you, your own brand and just having that that branding experience is is huge um c keys asked a good yeah. question he says do you ever experience writer's block in project mode and if so what do you do to get back to your creative zone the writer's block that's a good question you know i feel like so answer short answer is yes um but i feel like i've experienced it less and less um as I've grown kind of as an artist and even in this space. And it's probably because like nowadays writing for me is like, 
it's like exercise, you know what I mean? Like I'm just strengthening a muscle. And then after a while, it becomes a lot easier to kind of show up in the capacity you need to because you put the work in um, and you just, you just have like different hacks and stuff like that to, you know, sh- you know, just show up when it's game time. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so, but I mean, yeah, I mean, there's times when it's just like, like usually I'll, I'll find myself having writer's block when I'm just like, being overly critical about myself or something like that, or just like overthinking it. Um, Like that's when it shows up. And sometimes I'll just like, I have to talk to myself when it's just like, yo, you know, if I'm I'm feeling discouraged or whatever, like if I'm feeling a particular way, just like, bro, like when have you not showed up? Like when have you not, you know, like completed the song? You know what I mean? Like when have you not? And also thinking of like all of the compliments and like encouragement and validation I've gotten from, you know, the music that I have created. Cause I think sometimes people, I used to like have that feeling. It's like, man, you know, you make a good track and it's like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to top this. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like this might be it, bro. I might, I might tapped out, man. Like, I don't know if right. I can do this again, but then you do it again. You know what I mean? Like that, I think that's just the, the organic nature of like, of creatives. Like yeah. it's just in us to create. And like, there is, it's almost like a, a never ending well, that's there. You know what I mean? Like we just think different. And so I think reframing, you know, the thought process of like when you go on into a, a session or cause I like, I'm not the type, like I'm the type where I like to write by myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm the introversion, you know, introverted type, like, but there's some people who thrive and doing, you know, in studio, in person, all that kind of stuff like that. I can do it. You know what I mean? I can show up in it, but that's not my preferred method. Yeah. Um, but I've had to train myself to show up. Like I, it was literally, I was out in Nashville and there was a session I was doing with this producer. We were working on like this trailer track and we never worked before. Like we had never even met a person before, but we're in there and I'm just like, he's, he's presenting tracks and I'm just like, I kind of like some, I kind of don't like others or whatever, but I'm trying to like even communicate, you know, what I want. And then I'm like, you know, just in my head and I just like, you know what, let me just stand up. And I'm, I was like, yo, play that track again. Not just start scatting I did. Like I just had to get out of my head because it was just like, yo, you're yeah. you're a good artist. You can write dope. So you know what I mean? Like stop right. tripping. Um, so that's one thing. And then last thing I'll say is I feel like I'm I'm talking too long at this point, but no, I do it. also like to get out of that funk sometimes, I'll write down like I have a notes app in here, just like concepts and stuff like that. And I'll just like brain to every once in a while, just like, you know ideas and all that other kind of stuff um so i can pull from things but um but yeah that's that's dope like to, yeah when you when you are inspired or when you do have ideas you put them down so that when you have those times where it's just not flowing as quick as you'd like you got a pool of ideas you can just pull from it and work with that that's that's a good idea right um that's super dope man yeah i feel you on the being introverted and I, I, most, I feel like most creatives are are introverts. I'm an introvert, even though it probably don't seem like it on social media, man. I prefer yeah. to I prefer to work like in my space, and I I do best alone. And just like yourself, like I can if it's a group situation, and that's what it calls for. You know, I'm, I'm gonna show up regardless. But yeah, man, your boy being here talking to himself, like creating everything. <laughs> man. It's just a part of the process, man. Big um, facts, bro. Big facts. Yeah, it, you know that's 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 what it is, man. So yeah, and I think getting getting out of our heads, man, we can definitely do that a lot. Um, and just realizing, yo, like 
they they called you to, to do the job because you know they they believe you can do it so you know just do, yeah. do your thing one thing i kind of stumbled upon this little hack i was um i was taking a walk because i used to earlier in the year i used to um i used to go out and write in the morning so i would take a walk um and while I was walking, I would have my headphones on and I would just listen to music, like any open beats that I had. And I would just, you know, write as I'm walking. It was a good way to kind of like get my exercise in, but also like be productive while I'm out there. Yeah. And when I did that, I'd probably be out there for like two, three hours. I know, I think I walked probably like eight miles one time or something like that. Cause I was just out there just walking like in loops and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but one thing I, 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 it was this one track where I was just like, I wasn't sure how to like come at it and thematically where I wanted to go. But then I started to like listen to some of the, the instruments that were in the track and the sense that were driving and all this kind of stuff had like a certain mechanic to it. And it was, it, it felt kind of electric and all this other kind of stuff. And so I ended up writing a song, like the theme of the song kind of got birthed around some of the, uh, the mood of what, the instrument specifically were doing because it had like it was something to stink about the sound. I was like, it, it's something about this sounds like electric. I, f- I forget the name of the song, yeah. um, but it, it was in that vein, and then the whole song just showed itself. And I was like, oh shoot! All right, yeah. we're here. <laughs> That's fire. Yo, talk about like so you've been releasing these uh-huh. records, bro, and like they have these elements of like rock, like distortion and and hip hop, like. But the sound is like so dope, bro, for like movie sport, like so many different things. What inspired that? Like where where'd that come from? You know, because <laughs> it's fire. Yeah. It's fire. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, like for me, um I think it's 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 a combination of a few things. There's the is the creative aspect of it. There's like history about me just as an artist, and then there's just like just market research, you know what I mean? You know, because, you know, in creating, you know, I'm also like, we're also a business, you know what I mean? It's like, and so I need to understand like what the market is looking for. Um, but also try to align that with something that I actually feel authentically, uh, tied to and is true to, to who I am and something I feel like I can actually execute on and make dope. And so all of those things kind of lined up for me, um, when I transitioned and started to explore the sound more than I had, you know, when I was at the label, because, and this is why I say the history component before I was even with the label, I was like a super like experimental artist. Um, because I would like write over rock tracks. I would write over like R and B neo soul tracks. I would write over like, um, you know, whatever the commercial flavor of the day was, you know what I mean? Like writing over that, yeah. um, I'll write over worship songs, you know, it's like I would write over like everything, bro. And yeah. put it out, like legit put it out before that shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and that's just a part of who I am. That's why I say like creatives is one, it's hard to sit still and there's just that well to explore and create something different. But then when I got signed to the label, I gave myself the permission to like try a more commercial lane out and like do that. And I was really interested in it and it worked as well. But but once I left the label, it just opened a whole new, like, it, it reopened me up to be able to just create, you know what I mean? Because, like, when you're signed with a label, people put money behind you, like, you got to kind of, like, have, a, like, a, a target or just, like, a, a, a 
a direction as far as like, where are we going? Like, where are we leading our fans? Like, cause then like, cause they're investing dollars in you. So you're just all over the place and it, it doesn't really make sense. And it's harder for them to justify the investment. Um, and so, you know, I had to kind of get, that was the first time I had to get really like, what is my brand? What is my sound like? And it was, it was still even like fumbling, trying to figure it out. Cause even if you're looking at, you know, my, my body of work from that time, it's still different. You know, you'll, you'll see some similarities, but it, it's still like, you can see the struggle to lock in on like a direction. Yeah. Um, but once I, you know, once I went sync, I was just like, you know, you know, I'm out of here. Like I'm doing whatever, <laughs> whatever, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, but but it, to your question, like that sound kind of got birth of me just again when I was talking about studying like this side of the business, you know, and what I felt connected to and, and also my goals. I was like, like, I wanted to be in trailers, you know, what I mean? like I wanted, you know, to have my music feature. And I was just looking to see what was being used and these big bombastic, like super energetic, you know, what I mean, like motivational, competitive, you know, we, you know, overcome victorious kind of like energy was behind it. And I was just like, I absolutely can do this. And I would love to do this. Sign me up. And so just started connecting with, you know, producers um, to develop that kind of sound. And, you know, it just turned into, you know, what it is today. And um, and I get requests for it all the time. And so that's the other side of it, where it's just like the market wants it. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're looking for this stuff and, you know, it's useful. Yeah, that's fire, bro. And it, like, has it? Has have you released like the the whole project yet? Can like people find it or um or is it just kind of you just send it out to the you know uh, TV film option? It's yeah, my release strategy. Yeah, there's. I mean, if you go on um uh my Spotify, or, you know, wherever you stream music, like I've released probably like I feel like it's like three EPs that are more in that lane than they, you know, than my previous work. Um, but I, even, I have a lot of unreleased music that, especially like in a trailer, actually, I think it's four EPs. There's one, if you want to listen to like my big, big trailer stuff, search Dirage and um, look for the Art of War EP. That's probably like a good example of just like the, the track I mentioned earlier on the Cruella placement was on there. We just got one for like a Call of Duty mobile spot. Um, and it's like, um, it was in actually the game um, on Paramount Plus. Like they put one of the songs that we have from that EP in there, but that's like the the you know going balls to the wall, like the big you know big sound. Yeah. But I have a lot of stuff that's just not out, you know, because again, it's, it's working that muscle. I just got a, a ton of stuff. Yeah, that's fire, dude. Yeah, man. Make sure y'all go check check his stuff out, man. Super dope stuff, um, man. So. Somebody mentioned, you, well, you mentioned studying the market and studying what works. And then somebody else, you know, asked, where do you extract your sounds from to, to create an approach? How do you personally study the market and what's needed in TV sync? Uh, what's what's your approach to that? Uh, I watch TV and <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that, that it's, 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 I don't mean to come off like whatever, but it's like it's true. to a degree. I mean, that's what it is. It's why it's such a fun thing to do. Cause like in this space, I enjoy watching movies and all that kind of stuff. But then when you make the shift to say like, y'all want to get my music in here, then you start to listen differently or you start to watch differently. You know what I mean? It's just like, yo, I feel like I heard a hip hop track in here. Who who is this artist? Like, 
you know, listen to how much of the song they use, what part of the song they're using, what are they talking about in a song, you know, like what kind of energy does it have? You know, like you start just inspecting it differently um, when you're now like primed for this direction. I always use an example and it's, it's probably overused or whatever. But it's like when you get a new car, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that car has been everywhere. You know what I mean? Like it's always been there. But as soon as you own it, as soon as you get it, you seen that mug like everywhere you go and it's and it's and it's it's one of the things too like it's it's like your brain is actually doing something like your brain does a really good job of filtering out the information that you've deemed as important and so anything else is not you know as important it just doesn't look out for like it's it's it notices in some way but it doesn't put it in like the space in your mind where it's just like this is important i need but now that, that you've put your hard-earned dollars into a vehicle that you have way more stake in, you don't put insurance on, you got a note on. Now this vehicle is important to you. And so you are, your brain recognizes that now you're seeing it everywhere where you didn't. So that's what it's doing. And it's the same thing when, you know, you're doing anything investing. So that's why I say like, write your goals down because your brain will start to do the work to look for, like to make the connections on how this thing is possible. You know what I mean? So that's why it's just like, yo, it's not just writing your goals down, it's just write your goals down. It's like, you're, you're helping your brain to help you. You know, you're you're showing and telling your brain what's important um, versus just like, you know, oh, yeah, I get to it. Like when when you get specific, like that's what I said, like that car is very specific. It is a four door red Honda Civic, whatever, you know, like it's hella specific. And so your brain is going to notice that car, that color specifically all the time now. So that's a fact, man. Man, dude, you dropped you dropped a lot of bars, man. Um, <laughs> y'all gonna have to go rewatch this a few times. But listen, man, I don't want to hold you. We we've been here for about an hour. I know you you're busy, and I'm sure you got some more dope, big, epic sync records to work on, man. But I appreciate you coming through, man, and just hanging out with nah, us. Nah, man, it's love. And um, yeah, man, just sharing your journey, wishing you much success. And um, yeah, man, thanks again. Where can people find you? Follow you? Learn more about you. Let them know, man. Absolutely. I think the tag's in here, but, you know, at Just Arrive on everything. My website is justarrive.com. Um, I'm most active on Instagram, so that's probably the best place to, you know, connect with me and hit me up or whatever. Um, yeah, man, we're just working on some really cool stuff. Like 2022, you know, I'm, I'm really, really excited for it. Um but uh, stay tapped in. I got some, I'm, you know, developing more things to help other artists who are looking to, you know, get their music and TV and film. But, um, but yeah, I'm just excited to be here, man. Clint, like you're doing something really, really important for the indie community, the indie producer community, any artist community. Um, and this, and this is this type stuff that I feel like is not as accessible as I, you know, you would hope it to be. Yeah. Um, so, you know, everybody stay tapped into, you know, what's going on here because this stuff will change your music career, y'all. Like, <laughs> Indeed, man. Indeed. Well, dope, man. For everybody that tuned in, thank you guys for watching, tuning in. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe so you can stay up to date on more Q&As and more content that I'll be dropping. And, um, yeah, man, I appreciate y'all rocking with us. And until next time, peace. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it.
Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.